Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mostly Soccer Podcast. Today is Monday, April 19th at 4.23 p.m. sharp. My name is Michael J. Dalo, and today I'm here with Jimmy. Jimmy what today? Jimmy sadness. Jimmy frustration. Jimmy confusion. Jimmy, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Since the last time we podcasted, the world of soccer has literally crumbled beneath us. It, the, the game as we know it is almost non-existent or is about to be non-existent if something doesn't change. <laughs> yeah, so I thought coming into like, I would say Sunday morning, I thought we were just going to be talking about the, the FA Cup semifinal, my sadness there. thought we were going to be talking about your frustration with the corruption of the Arsenal game. And I thought those were going to be enough topics to get us through. But boy, were we wrong. I mean, the so obviously for anyone who doesn't know, I assume that all of our listeners know by now that the the world of soccer is crumbling because of this new European Super League that has been announced by the 12 founding members, the 12 fucking asshole clubs who have decided that they're going to start their own Super League. Uh, And yeah, it's really derailed the, the entire football world, Jimmy. Yes. I don't know what else to say. I mean, let's let's first of all let's just say this. What a dumb name. <laughs> the Super League. Like you could come up with anything better than that. <laughs> the Super League. It's really super. Yeah. Um and the 12 teams, should we name them? Let's name them. Let's name and shame name including them and shame our own them. clubs. Do you want to do the honors? Or do you want me to? All right. I'll try and remember all of them. It's Arsenal. Yep. And Manchester City. Yep. Spurs. Yep. <laughs> laughable. Arsenal and Spurs being in this group is just laughable to me as an Arsenal fan. Uh, United. Yep. Chelsea. Yep. Liverpool. Yep. We have Juventus, yep. Atletico Madrid, AC Milan. Keep going. Real Madrid, Barcelona. And who else am I forgetting? Inter. Inter and who else? I feel like you got everybody else. I think you just didn't count correctly. Mm, that's a <laughs> probably correct. <laughs> probably correct. And these 12 founding members of the Super League are now being threatened to be kicked out of the Champions League, kicked out of the Europa League. Players may not be able to participate in the Euro or the World Cup. And kicked out of their domestic leagues. And well. most importantly, kicked out of the domestic league. So... No more of the big six in the Premier League. That would cease to exist. No La Liga without Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Atletico Madrid. Okay, so I don't even know where to begin on this. But I guess first of all, I'll ask you, how realistic do you think this is? So here, generally, this has been talked about for years now. Comes and goes all the time. It's, it's been a bargaining tool, essentially, for these teams against UEFA during the Champions League. I think at this point, it's crossed a line. Because they actually announced this statement. They signed supposedly for 20 years to do this agreement. Um, and more importantly, we're seeing people like, um, I, I, I can't remember his name. It, it escapes me at the moment from Juventus. Um, their chairman, oh, who is a board a. member. Yeah, the board, a board member. And he resigned his post to accept his new post within the Super League. Oh, well, within goodness. the new federation that's being formed for the Super League now, too. Which is just, it's truly, it's truly upsetting on so many different levels. And here's the thing that actually upsets me the most of this. Is that for some people, it's turning UEFA and FIFA into the good guys. Let's, let's not do that. 
We're going to talk. We're going to bash the Super League. We're going to bash these clubs. We're going to give you our unfiltered opinion on that. But in no way, I want to state this up front, in no way are they the good guys. They are just as corrupt as anyone, maybe more so. They're giving the, we're having a World Cup in Qatar next year. Let's not forget that. A World Cup in stadiums built on human lives. Let's not forget who we're dealing with here. And the only reason they care about this is not because of fans. They care because the money's coming out of their pocket and going into somebody else's. That is the only reason they care. So let's start right there and say that. I'm, I'm prefacing everything we say with that. Yeah. And yeah. rant. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a sad, sad day when we're reliant on UEFA and FIFA, two of the most corrupt organizations in sports history, mm-hmm. to save the clubs that we love from uh, potentially being banished from the competitions that we love. It's just a complete joke what's going on here. It's it's really nothing more than just extreme, extreme greed. Yes. And it's Andrea Agnelli, by the way, Andrea. from Juventus. Well, Andrea Agnelli can go fuck himself. That's how I feel about him. That's how I feel about Stan Kroenke. That's how I feel about the oligarchs that own Manchester City or whatever they are. Uh, they can all go fuck themselves. Fenway Sports Group. Uh, I mean, this collection of foreign... billionaires is ruining the English game. Mm -hmm. I I mean, this is the exact reason why everyone in the world hates Americans. I mean, why why in the world is Stan Kroenke, the owner of the the Rams and some hockey team in Colorado, I don't even know what the fuck they are, coming in to England and being a disruptor in one of the most historic competitions in the world and the most historic game in the world with one of the most historic clubs in the world what gives you the fucking right is what I want to know. Why does Stan Kroenke believe that Arsenal, who sit in ninth place in their domestic table, deserve to be in this high level of competition every year? Uh, and it's, I don't believe that from their point of view, they don't believe that. They just think we deserve to be getting paid because we are Arsenal Football Club. It, it's, this is entirely, as everything always is, is all about money. It's the only thing that is a factor in this. The only reason these are the 12 teams, and we're going to get to the idea that there's actually been 15 teams. I want to talk about the three teams, the speculation of who they are, because I think we know primarily at least who two of them are and how smart they have been by not signing this damn thing. uh, Let's just jump to that. It's PSG, it's Bayern Munich, and supposedly it was BVB. Two of which have, well, at least BVV has come out strongly and basically said we will have nothing to do with it now because they've seen the ramifications of what's happened. But most likely, at least PSG and Bayern were basically confirmed as two of the other teams that were involved in this uh, and have stepped out, essentially, at this point. Yeah, and the only reason why PSG... allegedly. Yeah, and the only reason why PSG isn't currently involved in this is apparently because... are, Are their owners from Qatar... They had something to do with the the 2022 World Cup bargaining agreement. So they don't want to be on the wrong side of FIFA. They owe FIFA a debt. So this is just the next layer of corruption on top of the cake. It's just such a completely shit situation. Uh, And it's just so sad. I mean, I don't even know. Like, my mind is just infuriated by the idea of this. And I, I keep going around in circles and... I don't, I don't even know. Like, I, I'm just thinking that a team like 
I don't know, like Luton Town, my my favorite championship club, Luton Town. Now, what do they have to play for? Like, what's the what's the point of getting this to the Premier League? I mean, is there even going to be a Premier League? It, it's just uh, the ramifications all throughout the Europe uh, on every scale of international football is just a disaster. Yep. And my favorite quote from this entire thing, Sky Sports, they said from a source from one of the teams in the Premier League, uh, one of I don't know who it is, just a member of one of these clubs who is a, being a part of the deal. He said, our goal is to maximize our revenue. The, the wellness of the game is secondary to us. That, mm. that quote is all you need to know about this yeah. situation. Maximize revenue. The game doesn't matter to us. As long as our pockets are being filled, mm-hmm. we don't give a fuck what else is going on. And, and so I want to talk to that a little too. Um, so obviously there's money being flooded to these teams for joining. Rumored over three to three to three point five billion dollars per club. I I thought in the press release it said per club, and now I'm hearing it's three point five billion dispersed throughout the clubs, which would make a lot more sense. Even even then, regardless, it's a great deal of right. money. Um, I I it, that could be. I I don't want to. I'm not sure which is which. I've heard both. Um, but either way, great deal of money going in. Since they're the founding clubs, they would have control over the money it generates, and this is where I think. There's been such a gross miscalculation by these teams, which is I think they genuinely thought people are going to eat this up. They're going to love the idea of the biggest teams playing each other. They're going to love the Super League. And (laughs) it has gone the exact opposite of what they thought. I genuinely think they thought they had like a winning formula. Yeah. And it has just not gone the way they expected. This is the insane disconnect that exists between billionaires who own clubs and fans like us Mm -hmm. we don't want to see uh chelsea play real madrid every week Mm -hmm. or man city play psg every week that should be a special thing that's why the champions league exists you've earned the right to play these teams yeah and and it's if it comes at the expense of the league that is something no one can forgive the league is the foundation and we've talked about it before you know the difference what do you rather win the champions league the league is always a thing but it's like the league is your foundation. That's your bread and butter. That's what you play every week. That is what you, I mean, think of what we got to see with like Leicester winning the league and these things that were such a, amazing accomplishments. That's the league is, that's the foundation of the sport is your league play. And even if you don't throw this out the window, say this happens, Super League happens, they don't get kicked out of their domestic leagues. The amount of money that is going to flood into these teams now you're just going to have an even bigger gap in the league. Right. A gap that already exists because of these teams having so much larger finances than the others. Even Arsenal and Tottenham, who you know, are lower in the league right now, make, uh, what was it, Arsenal ninth is the most valuable club in the world in the, the last Forbes list or something yeah, like something that, crazy. right? Yep. Somewhere in the top 10. My point being, there's already way more money there than there are at, say, Southampton. You already have such an advantage there, and now you're flooding more money into your club. It's just going to ruin the league play even more, even if they're allowed to stay in the league. Like, this is just... It's so disappointing on every single level. Um, and, and for the players, I can only imagine what they're going through right now. Imagine being told uh, only a few months before the Euro that you might not be able to play for your country in the Euro, one of the biggest competitions ever. It only comes around... Uh, once every what is it two years? Uh, I mean, it's uh, four just, years. It's four years. It's four years yep. too. Yeah, it's just uh, overlapping. Offset, yeah. Um, and yeah, the World Cup is coming up in in the next year. 
I mean, the what like if you're a player who plays for one of these 12 teams, like and and this ruling comes down that you're kicked out of the Champions League, you're kicked out of the Europa League, you can't play for your country, you're not gonna play. There's just no way that these players play. They're going to protest, yeah. right? I, I mean... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what they can do. Because I don't know... At that point, you're contracted to these teams. Um, go out and stand there. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what you do. I really have no clue. Because uh, if you go out, you, you're banned, essentially. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody would be banned at this point. I don't know if it's just when they play. And since no one's played a game at this point, maybe you're good until a game happens. I really don't know. We don't know. This is the point of everything we say on this podcast. By tomorrow may be wrong. That's true. But we needed to react because I think we need to get out some frustration. And I think people everywhere just want to hear other people say what they feel. Yeah. We're all fans. Like that's the reason we're recording now. That's the reason it, you're listening. Like we're fans. We want that's what we care about. These teams don't care about. As much as they pretend to no. make us think, it, it's really sad. Uh, and it's sad for us because we sit here as fans two, of two, two teams. teams involved. Yeah. Um, and two teams we both love. Right. And it's just disappointing um, to see it. But And it's like we excuse so much. You, as being a soccer football fan, you excuse a lot. Like we're going to watch the World Cup in Qatar. I hate everything about that. But if it's on, I'm going to watch it. And I hate that about myself. I support a team that has owners very questionable background. <laughs> Is the way I'll put it. And morals. But it, but I love my team. You know what I mean? Right. I, I love my club. I love watching it. I I'm like I watch every game. Right. Well, at the end of the day, it's not about who owns the club. Yeah. I, I don't give a fuck about Stan Kroenke. Yeah. Actually, if Stan Kroenke <laughs> dropped dead, I think I might throw a little party to celebrate uh, at this point. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's not about the owners. We as fans don't think about the owners, and and obviously the owners aren't thinking about us as fans. But. I think what the owners aren't realizing here is you need the fans to function mm-hmm. and they're they're implementing this now at a time when no fans are at the stadiums to protest. Uh, it's just so convenient. And and of course, everything is being blamed on. We're implementing this now due to the financial losses due to covid. It's just such a heap of bullshit. Uh, it's out of control. One of the things that disturbs me most about this um, like I said earlier, it's about the grassroots football. It's about the leagues beneath the Premier League uh, and the leagues in other um, regions of Europe mm-hmm. that are going to suffer from this. This insane gap that already exists is going to get wider. One of the reasons why I love English football so much and football around the globe is because it's not like sports here. When you go to Gillette Stadium to watch a game, you, you're not in a residential area. You're in commercial right next to the highway. You're, you're in a strip mall type vibe. Mm-hmm. And that's basically every football stadium in this country, yep. every soccer stadium in this country, aside from, you know, these new ones that are being built, maybe in like L.A. or something. The thing about England and other places in Europe, it's so based on the community. All these clubs are so ingrained in the community. Mm-hmm. And this is like, I don't know, it just takes you out of it. Like Arsenal's 60,000 seater stadium is built in the middle of a residential community. Mm-hmm. And this move here, it, it, I just don't, just the disconnect for me is a team who plays in this area of London, you're going to leave your domestic league at this point, the, the league that built you here with the community around you that built you. Yeah. You're just going to abandon all of this for more money. And it's, and it's not the decision of the fans. Yeah. It's just the decision of the people who own the club well, who are not even from there. And, and what I want to say is I don't think they intend to leave their leagues. And I genuinely think it, it's the arrogance of these teams. And I think it's actually the crazy thing is I think they're right and they'd win. I think they legally believe 
They have the right to leave and play what they want to play, and they will go, you want to kick us out of the league? We'll see you in court, and we will win in court, and we'll be able to play in the league. We'll be able to have our cake and eat it, too. We'll be able to make our new league and still play in your league, and there's nothing you can do about it because we can afford better lawyers than you can. <laughs> That's genuinely what I think it is. It's what we talked about with the city and the FFP, yep. which I thought I still think city was right, but I said <laughs> I knew they'd win. Because they, we can afford the best lawyers in the world. We will win our case. I think that's what these teams think. We can afford better lawyers than you. We'll be able to do whatever we want. If we want to still play in the league, we'll play in the league, and we'll play in this. I just think their miscalculation is believing their fans are going to support them in this. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, like you said, you hate the fact that we're going to watch the World Cup in Qatar. Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. At this point, like, I love Arsenal. I don't know if I'd watch the European Super League. If that means that they're going to destroy everything that made me love them as a club, why would I support that? Why would I support the mega rich Stan Kroenke ass people? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a very good point. And I think it's a point a lot of people are going to ask. I think a lot of people have made it very clear. The thing is this. People can say right now, we're not going to watch it. We're not going to support it. We're not going to do this. It's just when it comes time. It, it really is going to depend. If it happens, it's going to depend what happens when the games actually start. And I hope people have the same strength to not support it then because I think it'll be this is this is the bet this is the bet they're making which is I'm sure in some way again I think they really miscalculate how people would react but I'm sure some people thought well this could have a negative blowback and they thought once the games happen we'll overcome it right and I guess that's the bet they're making yeah if this happens now but the thing is it feels like it's gone too far now almost to go (laughs) back I know it's just I don't. I, I am so curious to see how the players are going to react when push comes to shove. I was just watching uh, the Leeds and Liverpool preview, and they asked Jurgen Klopp about. It, and Jurgen Klopp is pissed. Like, you're, someone obviously told Jurgen Klopp, like, "Do not badmouth this. Don't say a word mm-hmm. about it if you don't have to." Obviously, he was very professional, but he basically said, like, you know, the the Jurgen Klopp thing, like, more games. I said, no, I don't want to do it. And and then you know we should have to earn the right to play is essentially what he said and. With this, you don't. Uh, and that's another thing that's been so frustrating with this and the proposed Champions League reform that's, I think, been accepted at this point, that there are now, instead of 32 teams, there are 36 with spots for elite clubs that, were, that are just there if you don't qualify. So Arsenal, who come in ninth place in their domestic league at this point, would, would both be in the UEFA uh, Champions League and the European Super League. What fucking right... Do my Arsenal have, sitting in ninth place, having one of the worst seasons I've ever watched, to be in the Champions League because we're an elite club? Since when are we a fucking elite club, Jimmy? Since when are Tottenham Hotspur an elite club? I, I, I mean, this notion is, it's just like the exceptionalism of it all is just insane to me. And, and even Manchester City, no offense, like Manchester City are one of the best clubs in the world. And I, I just don't understand, like, what gives Manchester City the right? What gives Barcelona the right? You have to earn your place. Yeah. In both competitions, in any competition, it should be like that, or it's not fun to watch. The whole reason why the Premier League is so much better than leagues here, it's yes, because the quality of the players is so much better, and it's because there's a threat of relegation if you are bad. There are consequences for your actions, and you can qualify for these better tournaments if you're a good team. That's yeah. what makes it so fun. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. I mean, this is clearly based off, and the thing is, 
They talk about the American owners. A lot of these teams don't have American owners, but I think it needs to be brought up because the model they're trying to build is the close group. They're trying to create franchises that you have here. I mean, they look at it like the NFL deal, the NBA deal, and all the money that is flooded into those teams with no threat to ever lose it. It's just wrong, though. It is. I'm saying, but that's what it's based off of. It's people like, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. It's people like John Henry. It's people like the Glazers who come from the background of the American sports franchise where you're safe, you're in your league every year. The Red Sox suck last year. They were horrible. Guess what? Besides the COVID thing, still made a shit ton of money because of the Red Sox. So John Henry comes from that background. Yeah. I I just like this... uh, had to be spearheaded by like the Manchester United's and the Arsenal's of the world, right? Because well, like it's not a it's not a guarantee that they're seem- making these spots. Well, it seems like the from what it seems like the and again I don't want to single out teams. They're all twelve deserve equally to be shamed. <laughs> it's true, but the the rumor has always been Liverpool, United, Juventus have been through the and Real Madrid. I guess Tuca's Florentino Perez is now the. The chairman. Yeah. Did, did you also? Um, I don't know if this is a real quote. So, sorry to cut you off, but he said something like, "Oh, if the players are kicked out of the World Cup, we'll just make another World Cup." Did he? What an I arrogance! I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. That yeah. does sound like him. I don't know if it's real or not, but he's the president, I, or whatever you want to call it. He's number one. The two vice. I think he's a chairman, and the two vice chairmen are Jay Glazer from United and Ignali or whatever his name is from Juventus. Um, so you can see where the leaders are right there. And I know Liverpool were a big leader in that and Family Sports Group were a big leader in this as well. So that's where this really started. Um, and then again, you can see the other teams are based off of money. Where does the money lie in these leagues? And these are the teams that the money lies. Yeah, I, I do wonder in some, in some breath if this is just a bargaining tool. Like it really doesn't, it's past that point, I feel. Like it's not just being used so... Uh, these clubs have guaranteed places in the Champions League regardless of what happens. It's It seems past that, but I, I mean, do you feel like that was the initial goal of this and then it turned into something else? Or has it always been, we want to create this closed, Americanized, franchise-type system? I think it's always been that. Yeah. I think it's we want a closed system where... I think it's always been like, what happened is United, Arsenal, these teams that drop out, of the Champions League are like, we miss out on that money this year. Why are we missing out on that money? And then, <laughs> right. and that, that attitude is just fucking infuriating to the but, entire yes. world. That's what it is. I think it's <laughs> that. And I think it's a lot of the other teams or other ones that have been in it, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Manchester City, Chelsea, anyone who's been there every year, Chelsea, not so much because they've had a couple of years now and they haven't, but generally Liverpool, all these teams are like, why are we sharing so much of this Champions League money? With whatever team. Shakhtar Dundas. Yeah, exactly. Why are we sharing this money with them when really all the money is coming from people wanting to see us? Right. Not them. So that's where it starts. I mean, you can have here. This has the value of what these teams are rated at. I'm looking at it right now. Let me just tell you the value of some of these teams. Some (laughs) of them, the Italian teams are a little low. AC Milan, $560 Um, This is in dollars, I believe. Atletico Madrid, $1 billion. Arsenal, $2.8 billion. Barcelona, $4.76 billion. Chelsea, $3.2 billion. Inter Milan, $743 million. Juventus, $1.95 billion. Liverpool, $4.1 billion. Manchester City, $4 billion. Manchester United, $4.2 billion. 
Real Madrid, $4.75 billion. Tottenham Hotspur, $2.3 billion. Can you tell me why any of these teams need more money? <laughs> Have they not maximized their revenue? Uh, I don't get it. I'm, I'm just so ready for next season to come because fans are supposedly going to be allowed back in stadiums. And I hope this is still on the table. And I hope that fans do not show up. And if they do, I hope they're protesting. Banners are already being flown over in this Leeds-Liverpool game. I saw Leeds were protesting it, uh, wearing shirts that's Champions League logo mm-hmm. on the front and on the back. It said, you have to earn it. And they're 100% right. It, it's, these clubs are just so entitled. So it, It's just disgusting, the amount of greed. And there is no other way to describe it. It's just pure greed. Yeah. yeah. And I really hope we hear more players speak out. I know we saw under Herrera today. I actually have his quote here, which I'll read. It, it, I'll read the, I think this is a condensed version of it. But it basically, I fell in love with popular football, with the football of the fans, with the dream of seeing the team of my heart compete against the greatest. If this European Super League advances, those dreams are over. The illusions of the fans, of the teams that are not giants, of being able to win on the field, competing in the best competitions will end. Yeah. It's, it's perfectly said. Yeah. And credit to him for saying it. Easy for him to say with PSG not involved, <laughs> right. I will say. Um, I'm waiting to see. I, I would love for someone from City to say something. I would love for somebody from Arsenal, Chelsea, United, Liverpool, any of these teams to speak out. I saw Jao Cancelo is the closest I've seen, which was he reposted something written by Daniel Potence, I think, originally. Yeah, and Bruno Fernandez came out and it's said a, something like, yeah. you can't buy dreams yeah. or something like that. It's been all coded stuff so far right. from anyone involved. I would love to see someone say something. I understand from their perspective, the probably every single person, their advisor, their agent, everyone is telling them, shut up. You have no nothing to gain either way. So just shut your mouth and let it play out. I'd probably do the same thing. But I would really hope we do hear from somebody. Yeah. And one, and one of the things that people keep bringing up is that managers and players are going to be the first one that are asked about this. Like Jurgen Klopp was asked today. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. And he has to answer for the owners of Fenway Sports Group. Why does Jurgen Klopp have to answer for those guys? Mm-hmm. Why does Mikel Arteta have to answer for Stan Kroenke? Why does Pep have to answer to these people that own the club? It's just out of control that no one from these clubs has had the balls to step up and say anything. They've hidden behind their statements, and they've stayed right there. And their statements have all been posted the same on pretty much yep. all their websites. Exactly the same. No team has gone and said anything else. Nope. Um, it's a very dark day. We've stumbled upon a very dark day in football after a dark year of football. It, it's just been... The game is in a very sad state right now. With the amount of greed showcased here, with the amount of greed being showcased, in my opinion through the use of VAR uh, in many of these leagues, I think that matches are being fixed before our eyes. And uh, and I don't think I'm crazy saying that. It, it's just, it's gotten out of hand. And without the fans there to hold anyone accountable, these people think they can get away with whatever they want. Yep. So it's up to us as fans to figure out what we have to do to, and I, I don't want to say stop this because it's more than this. Like I said, UEFA and FIFA are not the good guys in this story. They're just <laughs> but they are now. <laughs> they're, they're just a different level of bad guy. That's really yeah. what it comes down to. It's just a different bad guy. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how to put <laughs> it, it better really than is. that. It really is. But the enemy of my enemy is my friend in this <laughs> scenario, I think. I mean, UEFA and FIFA, they want 
to make sure that their profits aren't dipped into. That's why UEFA is fighting this so hard. That's why the Premier League and every other league in the world is going to fight this so hard. But I will just say, if this does happen, I don't know what I'm going to do. If, if in the scenario that we're both City and Arsenal fans, if our clubs are kicked out of the Champions League, if our clubs are kicked out of the Domestic League, are we going to care to watch them fucking play Barcelona and Real Madrid every week? As an Arsenal fan, I can tell you, I will not be tuning in to watch them lose every single game they play. I, I, I'm done watching the Premier League this season, by the way, because there's such blatant cheating involved, and Arsenal are so fucking bad. We didn't even get to talk about the Premier League. No. Jose Mourinho's been fired. Yeah, I was that, say, we that's been swept under the rug. Jose being fired. This should be a glorious podcast. We should be rejoicing about Jose Mourinho being kicked to the, kicked to the curb, and it's just been a non-story because of the nonsense going on. But back to my original point. The Premier League struggled this year. Arsenal potentially being kicked out of its city, potentially being kicked out of every competition except this Super League. Are you going to support City if this is the only competition that they play in? I can't imagine. It's so hard to answer. Cause I really love that. I love this club, but I if this is what it comes down to, it's like, this is it. You're right. watching the European Super League. <laughs> closed I, system, a playoffs. Closed system, eight, eight. Just like the MLS of Europe. Yeah, it, it, but that's not even. It's like it's worse. A bad MLS it's worse. of Europe. It's worse. It's worse because I I understand MLS. I get it. I get why MLS is the way it is. Should have promotion relegation. It should. Though. I believe we both feel the same <laughs> yeah. way. But the MLS at least is stuck in that system. It's in a country when every other sport operates that way. Right. At least it this makes sense. This was a choice. A not a choice, but a a backhanded, behind closed doors. In the shadows, deal. No one else was in the room when it happened. <laughs> yeah, the room exactly. when it happened. The room where it happened. <laughs> this is this is some Alexander <laughs> Hamilton, Aaron Burr shit. It really is. <laughs> UEFA wants to be in the room where it happens. So I, I don't know. From from my perspective, I'm always going to be an Arsenal fan, no matter what happens. Uh, I think Satan could join Arsenal and I would support Satan at that point. Osama Bin Laden. Osama Bin Laden could be up top for Arsenal. No, I'm support. just saying, remember Osama Bin Laden, big Arsenal fan. Oh, was he? Big time Arsenal <laughs> fan. Well-known Arsenal supporter. That's fine. Him and Pierce Morgan playing up top for Arsenal. I'll still support them. Um, but I won't, I won't be giving in to them like I do now. Like, I tune in to watch every Arsenal game, no matter what. I'll pay whatever subscription I have to. I buy the new jerseys every year. I'm a complete sucker. I'm a loser. Uh, a full kit wanker, if you will. I won't be doing that anymore. <laughs> I will support an actual team that plays an actual competition. <laughs> and Jimmy now just pulled up a photo <laughs> of Osama Bin Laden, who looks like he had signed for Arsenal. <laughs> Mildly offensive, Osama Bin Laden oh, signing. God. I'm sorry. That's, this is what I. This is what this has come to. I mean, at this point, I might rather have him run the club. I think he would at least preserve the. The values of the English system wouldn't be involved in this European Super League. Uh, it's just sad. What a sad day. What a sad, like, like... I was so happy about City's defeat of BVB. Like, I was so... <laughs> that game was now awesome. Now might be kicked out. And now it's going to be all for nothing as they get kicked out, rightfully so, for deciding that they wanted to just... I I don't know. I... I uh, it's it's very bad. One thing I will say though is, you know how I'll support the Super League, Jimmy? 
If there's no VAR. No VAR. <laughs> Cancel the VAR. You got me as a fan. I'll be in. <laughs> um, it, it's just, it's not a good situation again. And I think we'll probably wrap up pretty shortly because I don't know what else there is to say, but I do want to just talk about VAR for a moment because what's going on in the Premier League is so criminal that I'm almost not angry about Arsenal leaving the Premier League in a sense. <laughs> Uh, this weekend, Bakayo Saka was called offsides for not being offsides. He just plain up wasn't offsides. And if he was, it was a shoelace and they called it. Uh, took away a goal. Fulham, potentially the same situation. They weren't offsides, but you could have drawn the lines and made them offsides. Didn't call it. Gave him a penalty. Arsenal go on to draw Fulham. It, it's stuff like that. And, it, and this whole Super League nonsense just reinforces the fact to me that the people with money... Do not care about the people who don't have money, which is you and I, every other fan around the planet who tunes in to watch the game, puts a bet down, does anything involving the club. They're manipulating results. It happens in every league around the world or has happened in every league in the world. And it's not crazy to think that it's happening now with no fans in the stadium, with the amount of greed being showcased by the people who run these clubs. Uh, I read an article today about historical cheating Mm -hmm. uh, in sports in Italy. And one of the ways that they do it is teams who sit mid-table, like Arsenal, will sell points to a lower team like Fulham. And I'm not saying that anyone in Arsenal is involved in, you know, uh, yeah, I with this you. scandal. Yeah. But, like, someone from Fulham could pay off someone who is mm-hmm. working in a VAR booth or someone affiliated with that person and say, you know, we need points to stay up. If there's a questionable call, call it the other way. Yeah. And it's Arsenal. What are they going to gain from from doing this? So. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that is swept under the rug. That is how historical cheating has happened in Italy. Uh, I mean, it sounds crazy when you say it, but the way that shit has been happening this entire season and the teams that it favors or does not favor have been so similar for the entire season, it's just a little bit suspect to me. And the amount of greed in the sport, suspect to me. No fans there, suspect to me. It's just the perfect storm. It really is, and it's just so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I, I get you. I understand. I want to say one positive note. Diego Llorente scored in the 86th minute. Leeds drew Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool did not get That's a win That's fucking today. awesome. Um, they, they dropped points in their race to make top four, which no longer matters to them That anyway. is phenomenal. <laughs> That's phenomenal news. And yeah, like you said, it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter. We're just going to be in the European Super League anyway. We're going to make more money than all of you combined. That's the bright spot. But at least that uh-huh. happened. At least we could be happy they did not win yeah. today. I think if uh, Arsenal's kicked out of the Premier League, I might have to be a Leeds fan or a Norwich fan. Oh, Norwich is back. Yes, officially. I love Norwich. That's that's another uh, piece of good news that yeah. we don't even get to have fun about. Todd Cantwell, Timu Puki, Buendia, they're all back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess, yeah, if, if our teams get kicked out, we're, we're going to start taking... Uh, we're going <laughs> to need that thing again where people tell us who we should be fans Yeah. Of. Maybe West Ham. I tell you, Aston Villa is a leading candidate for me. I like Villa. I love like Villa, Villa too. I love Villa. <laughs> They're uh, they're a fun side, but a dark day, Jimmy. I don't even know what to talk about anymore. I don't want to watch the Premier League anymore for the rest of the season. I don't know if we're going to be able to watch the Champions League or Europa League for the rest of the season. The only thing we have to look forward to is the FA Cup and the League Cup. <laughs> but can't we even look forward to that? Because isn't Chelsea going to be kicked out of the Chelsea and United or whoever's left in the FA Cup? Gonna, Chelsea and Leicester. Leicester are going to win by default. Yeah, Chelsea's going to be kicked out of the FA Cup now. Yeah, that's not bad. Leicester win right? by default. 
and Spurs and City are going to well, have a and, draw. And, does, and also, should we congratulate Leicester City now on winning the Premier League again? <laughs> well, West Ham, like, do we give West Ham a shot? That would be incredible if one of them won. I mean, like, is that not possible right now that they could say these teams are out of everything now? If the yeah. Champions League goes and does it, if UEFA goes and says you're out, it's not impossible that the leagues follow suit. You know, I... <laughs> I I would highly that, doubt but, it, but it's not impossible. Right. But I read um, or I was listening to something. I don't know. It was on Twitter. So it's probably not reliable. But there is a, a rule that the Premier League can restrict these clubs from participating in competitions that they don't think are are lawful, essentially, or or good. Uh, so who knows? They They might have the power to actually kick them out. And I think these clubs, like you said, they're just counting on them not doing that because it could effectively destroy a big portion of the money that the league makes. Yeah. It's it's going to be very interesting. That's all I can say. It's going to be very, very interesting. I feel like we've crossed the, the bridge of no return or whatever the expression is. Yeah. But at this point, you never know. Could come out tomorrow. But here's the thing is, what I think happened at this point is damage was done. Right. Like the, she, the, the, uh, the Wizard of Oz. The curtain has been pulled back now, <laughs> and everybody sees these clubs, these owners, for what they really are. Yep. If the European Super League dies tonight at 6 o'clock and an hour dies and everything goes back to normal, the facade is gone. We Correct. all know who they are, what they really care about. Yep. We know who we're giving our money to is essentially what's happening. Um, I, I guess in closing, I think just to, to sum up what we've said here, we don't want greed to win. Greed has no place in a game. Greed bad. Fans good. Yes. The game was built by fans. It's for fans. We are the fans of these clubs involved in this, and we have no interest in seeing this happen. I am ashamed of my club. I am ashamed of mine. (laughs) It's it's just a terrible thing. Um, And I had one more thing I wanted to say, and it was even with this Champions League reform, say that that's the only thing to come with this, that there are elite clubs that are granted the the God-given right to play in the Champions League. They should all go fuck themselves. You need to earn your league position. You need to earn the right to be in the Champions League. You need to earn the right to be in the Europa League. If you are not good enough, you should not be there. If Arsenal are bad, I want them to be bad. If they're bad enough to be relegated, I want them to be relegated. I want that threat there. That's why I love this sport. That's why I love this club. Everything, the way that it is, should stay the way it is. And I don't think that's being old in our mentality. I think that's just being fair, equitable, and reasonable human beings. Earn it on the field. Earn it on the fucking field. It's already a sport where we allow teams to spend as much money as they want to spend. (laughs) But you still have to earn it. Perfect example, and I'm not using this to attack them, but it is a good example. Think of Manchester United. Have spent as much money as pretty much anyone in the league. Maybe City have spent a little more, but it's damn near close. And up until this year, struggled to make top four most seasons. Because they didn't earn it on the field, yeah. no matter how much money they spent off it. you There was still something to be said about earning it on the field. If this happens, that's gone. It's all over. Yep. So please do not happen. Let's have some sanity and some logic and some reason. And a sport, again, we've seen all the, bo- all the banners everywhere. Sport made by the poor, created by, that's what it was created by. I'm not asking for it to be about the poor. I'm just asking for it to understand where it's from. Don't forget where you're from. Do what's right for your fans. Don't just do what's right for your pocket. You already make so much money. It's absolutely disgusting how much money these clubs make. You don't need more. Yep. 
yeah, and I, and I think that's where we can leave it off. I'd like greed to greed bad, fans good. Greed bad, fans good, and a sincere, sincere fuck you to Stan Kroenke and everyone else involved in this. You have disgraced all of us. And I think we should leave it there, Jimmy. Yeah, and I'll say Jose Marino if you want to come on the podcast. Oh, we'd love to have Jose. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But anyways, we'll be back when we have some more information probably next week. Um, And just follow us on Twitter to keep us posted. Give us a five-star review. and I. That's it. Yeah, you crush it. it. (laughs) uh, What is it? At uh, Soccer Mostly on the Twitter and Instagram. At Soccer Mostly so you can see angry, angry rants. Greed's bad, fans good. And we will see you next time.